Drunk Dietitians is co-hosted by your favorite tipsy registered dietitians, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. These dietitian besties can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Their mission is for all humans to believe that they were made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. They are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although these ladies are medical professionals, they are human too. They are not afraid to share their deepest, darkest secrets and how years of their lives were taken by diet culture. They started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So grab your favorite cocktail and join Sammy and Jenna for a casual happy hour and expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. Cheers. Welcome back, everyone, to Drunk Dietitians. We are super excited. We have Miss Sammy Brando today, and it was her first ever podcast. Like, we're both not sure how that's the case, but we have her first, and the conversation was amazing. Um, if you don't know her by her first name, her Instagram name is Veggies and Chocolate, which you will absolutely know her by that. And the conversation covered so many different topics today from food freedom to uh, overcoming fear foods to pregnancy cravings because she's about seven weeks ahead of me and has taught me so much personally. Um, and it was really fun to talk to her today about all of those things. Yes, it's been cool, whether it's Sammy, who we had on today, or even previous guests. Like, I feel like you and I are using this opportunity to reach out to like the people that we stalk and that we love, and we're like, talk to us. So, the fact that we have Sammy on here, like, I remember following her years ago, and she was like one of the first to really get an Instagram following as a dietitian. And so, just being able to like have a conversation with her about that and how it's changed for her over the years. And like you said, I think the big one we cover and go deep into is like those fear foods, how to overcome that, how to make peace with food. Um, and I think this episode is going to be so helpful to so many people. And so fun. We talk about so many delicious foods today. You guys are all going to be, bring a snack while you listen to this yes. one because yes. we covered some really fun foods. And I shared like what Sammy just said, um, when I remember meeting Miss Veggies and Chocolate in person and calling her Veggies and Chocolate to her face. <laughs> like it's so embarrassing now, but who cares, right? Well, I feel like and I know we referenced Fancy a lot yes. in this episode for anybody who's not a dietitian. Fancy is like the big dietitian Super Bowl that basically all the dietitians go to for continuing education, which I've never been to. And <laughs> which is crazy. Now it's going to be virtual and whatever. But anyways, um, it is funny to think about if you throw like all the dietitians in one arena, like people would come up to you and be like, Hey, happy, strong, healthy RD. And like, <laughs> hey, you find food freedom. Like, It's such a wild experience. And it's literally like, cause you're like, I know you, but I don't, but like, I know what you ate for breakfast today. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, How's it, your it, dog doing? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll get that sometimes on client like intake forms or like applications. 
it'll be like, you know, the last question, anything else we should know? And they'll be like, tell your Frenchie I said hi. And I'm like, <laughs> I think that's completely normal, but I'll like tell Luke, my husband, that. And he's just like, that's creepy. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, I put bigs on there all the time. Like, they just want to say hi. Um, so, so yeah, social media is wild. But like, that's like, it's kind of funny because when we have guests like Sammy, I feel like it's like, I feel like I know her, but I know. I've never met her. And um, her, whether it's her TikTok or her Instagram, she's just so relatable and so fun. So this episode <laughs> is definitely a good one. You guys are all going to know the ones, the posts that we're referencing when you're watching or listening to this as well, because they're all viral posts and just things that, again, like Sammy just said, are so relatable. So you guys enjoy. Can't wait to hear your takeaways. And thanks for listening. Welcome back everybody to Drunk Dietitians. Today we have an incredibly special guest who has the same name as our co-host. Um, so don't be confused, but we have Miss Sammy Bron Haber Brando here today, Miss at Veggies and Chocolate. And I'm super excited because I saw on Instagram yesterday or two days ago that this is your first podcast appearance, which is like, I'm super excited about this. I don't know how that's possible, um, but I'm so honored that you are sharing this first with us. Um, for those that don't know Sammy, I'm sure it's not many of you. Sammy is a registered dietitian with a private practice in New York City. Sammy graduated with a degree in psychology from the University of Michigan and a master's of science in clinical nutrition from New York University. She's also the author of The Essential Vegetable Cookbook, which is a cookbook with 130 simple and delicious vegetable-focused recipes. She practices an all-foods-fit approach to nutrition and believes that in order for a diet to be sustainable, it has to be realistic and enjoyable. I was telling the girls this right before we hopped on, but I remember meeting Sammy at Fancy two years ago we were part of a bonza yoga event and i remember being like oh my god that's veggies and chocolate but <laughs> since then her instagram following has <laughs> grown so much and also on tiktok she is a sensation as well and we have some fun topics lined up today one more like little thing she's also single-handedly given me so much inspiration throughout my entire pregnancy so far she is responsible for my greek salad obsession <laughs> and next up is going to be bagels after what she posted this weekend so without further ado sammy thank you for being here <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for having me and for that intro i'm honored well you deserve it <laughs> i think i remember you saying that jenna that this was sammy's first podcast and i was like there's just no way like i don't believe you so i'm super pumped that this really is truly your first podcast and we will make sure that you have a fun time here but because both of you are pregnant you have to be sober, but so I guess I'm just going to stay sober with you guys today. But I your um, we'll, for, or your um your Lacroix post yesterday. Let's yes. let them know we're drinking Lacroix over there. Get some sponsorship. <laughs> um. So before we get started and really dig deeper into all things veggies and chocolate, we want to start with just a quick rapid fire um and ask a, a couple questions just to get to know you better. So Sammy, coffee or tea? Oh, coffee for sure. I am like not a tea person unless I'm sick. <laughs> Perfect. Wine or Easy. beer when you were drinking it? Wine also for sure. Beer will forever take me back to like college tailgates. Gotta go with wine all the way. 
Love it. It's been a long time since then. <laughs> With, um, when we're looking at liquor, are you a vodka, tequila, or whiskey girl? Okay, do you want to know a really embarrassing story? I'm Always. like answering your rapid fire question so long-winded. <laughs> at my bridal shower a few years ago, there was like a Q&A and it was like, how well do you know Sammy? And one of the questions was, what's her drink of choice? And someone wrote water because I'm so not a drinker. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of embarrassing, but also kind of accurate. <laughs> so, um, That's perfect. I'll say vodka. But you're like, you're, I'm you're saying vodka. So yeah. Because <laughs> you have to. But we had um, Danielle Pacenti, one of our favorite trainers on here, and she picked like water for everything. And she she's really open about her relationship <laughs> with alcohol. And I know that's something Jenna and I were like, you know, we're called the Drunk Dietitians podcast, but we're, we like rarely drink in excess like we used to in our Penn State college days. So we have to definitely record a podcast on drinking, but so we're kind of with you. Yeah. With the water (laughs) as well. Um, okay. Perfect. Netflix and chill or night out on the town. I feel like right now night out on the town because it's like so rare and it just sounds so nice. Yes. So with quarantine. (laughs) Um, Crunchy or soft shell taco? That was a trick. (laughs) Ooh. Let's go with soft shell. I like that. I like that. Now here's the big one that that Jenna and I always fight over. I'm looking on Instagram right now to see if there's any clues for it. (laughs) Crunchy or smooth (laughs) peanut butter? Oh, this one's so easy. And I'm, I'm curious who I'm going to side with here. Crunchy, 100%. Your food over here. <laughs> it is. I just, I, there's a jar of creamy in our cabinet right now, and I give it to the dog. <laughs> but <laughs> yep. Same well, when exactly. I come and visit Jenna, yeah, then my dog, your dog and me can share your, your smooth peanut butter container. On the peanut butter <laughs> kick, though, my husband bought four jars of Teddy peanut butter. Have either of you tried Teddy? It's so good. Do you like it? See, I, I think it tastes like vomit, personally. And it could just be my hormones. But he came back. He's like, I got the best peanut butter. He was so proud. And I was like, why would you bring that into our house? Like, I had a meltdown all over it. I was not expecting you to go there. <laughs> a rough couple. I mean, I, I haven't had it for a few years, but I feel like I loved it. I'm I'm a big Jeff girl, but like, I feel like I like Teddy. Okay, let me know next time you try it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Last question here. If you can have anything in the world and limitless quantities, but it cannot be money, what would it be and why? Wow. Hmm. I mean, I guess I have to go with chocolate because what else would you want in limitless, limitless quantities that's not money? And we can even specify. We can even make it Reese's, Reese's peanut butter cups. I, I think that's, that. that's what I would go with. It's a perfect, perfect segue for today's topic. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it's perfect right on brand with veggies and chocolate, but choosing specifically the chocolate for limitless quantities. 
So let's just jump right in though, <laughs> Sammy, because we want to know all things about you. And before we get into some specific topics, we would love to hear from you, you know, as a dietitian and someone with such extensive training and, um, and background in education, like, were you always thinking you were going to be this, probably not, but dietitian on social media, on TikTok, talking about breaking food rules and all of this, or how did your story kind of unfold in the field of dietetics? Yeah, I never thought that in a million years. And I mean, I'm sure you guys so get that, like, you don't really go to school to become a dietitian thinking you're going to like Instagram is going to be your big thing. I mean, we don't, we don't learn really when I was in school, at least probably for you guys too, you don't learn about social media at all. And like the fact that it's, it's such a big part of my job is mind blowing to me because you know, you've so many sciences and like food science and all these crazy classes. And then you're like, Oh, half my day is social media. So no, never thought that. Um, I guess like when I first became a dietitian, was kind of like when Instagram started. And at that point, people were kind of starting to get into food photos. So I was like, let me get on here. People like to look at food. This could be a good place for me. And if you scroll back, like my first photos, I mean, it would take you a long time. So I'll just tell you, <laughs> I would be like, I'm gonna try. post-workout snacks should have protein and fiber or something like stupid that like no one cared about. Um, and then it, it kind of evolved. And at first too, my messaging was a little different. I think I, I always had this like all foods fit nutrition should be easy mentality, but my, my messaging was definitely a little more diety as I started. I remember, um, I was working for another private practice before I got a full-time job at a hospital and I was writing nutrition tips and I wrote about how your peanut butter should always be natural. And the dietitian was like, well, you know, what if people don't like natural peanut butter? And I was like, oh my God, wow, you're right. Like, can't, you can't just give that recommendation to everyone. So I think as I've really like gotten more into the field, my messaging and my philosophy has so evolved where I would never tell someone to only eat natural peanut butter. Like I just told you, I eat Jif, which is the farthest from natural. And I really just try to make it like realistic and inclusive and sustainable. There's so much good that you just said there and so much that like, I think can hit home for a lot of our nutrition audience in that it's okay that your message evolves and changes, which is so important. I think for dietitians now to hear and to see successful dietitians that recognize that they weren't being inclusive and changing their message to really fit their morals and values. That's huge. That's huge. And yeah. it's so cool to see that, like, like you said, you could scroll back to old photos and it, it, might, it, might, <laughs> it might look very, very different. Um, but, but that's what, you know, as dietitians, that's what we're continuing to do is continue to learn and grow. And, and that's awesome that that dietitian kind of called you in with kindness to say like, Hey, Sammy, have you ever thought about how maybe that might not work for everyone. And um, mm -hmm. unfortunately, there's still many medical professionals that are kind of doing that sort of take on things. But um, I think it's, it's shows like this, it's episodes like this, where people like ourselves, all three of us, I know Jenna and I have shared our stories on here too, where we can say like, hey, we didn't get it right the first time, but we're really trying and we want to listen. And so that's, that is awesome. 
For sure. I can so relate to yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> not to, um, not to, like, take it in this direction either, but Go. it almost gets to a point where it's, like, it's kind of elitist to tell people you need to only eat natural peanut butter or organic fruits and veggies when, like, not everyone can get that. And realistically, if you just eat carrots, I don't care if they're organic or non-organic. Like, you have to do what you can. So, yeah, I think, like, learning to meet people where they're at is probably a skill you learn as you go along in the profession and is so important. I love that. And I was listening to an ep- a podcast episode this morning where Elise Resch, one of the creators of intuitive eating was talking about how intuitive eating is a privilege. And I never thought about it in that perspective, but what she was saying was like the host of the show asked, you know, how would you tell somebody to grocery shop and within all foods fit mindset? And she said, I'm going to be careful with my answer because it is a privilege to be able to stock your pantry and to have options available for people, which, you know, past me, I was the same way. Like your peanut butter should have oil and salt in it. And now I'm like, I'll take the no stir please with the added palm oil. Like, I, you know, like please. But at the end of the day, like, you know, to recognize that I think shows tremendous growth um, in so many different ways. And looking at your Instagram right now, you know, it's not, it's so clear that you enjoy all foods. And so for you personally, how do you help your clients? Like enjoy, I'm looking at this like delicious strawberry shortcake pop. Like, I don't know what that's called, but one of those, like (laughs) I have your Instagram up right now, whatever, like this summer strawberry shortcake pop is, I now I like need one. Um, You know, how would you help somebody who is so scared of that type of food, bringing that into this healthy mindset? Okay, so first of all, um, that is like that classic ice cream you would get from the ice cream truck, if either of you remember. Good it is like one of those things that's just <laughs> as good as you remember. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, there's a few steps to it. So when I meet with clients, I have them fill out an intake form. Yep. That's it. So good. I could go get it right now. I mean, so good. Um, I, so I have clients fill out an intake form when they first start and it has your typical questions. Um, you know, like what made you want to come in? What are your goals? Standard stuff you would ask. But something I always ask is, what's your favorite food? And the reason for that is because I, and I tell clients, I want to make sure we include it. And most of the time, it's foods like pasta, pizza, ice cream. And they'll say, oh, but I don't really eat it. And that's just not going to work, right? Like you need to be eating this food regularly if it's your favorite food. Otherwise, when you see it, it's, it's so hard to like feeling control around it. So I make, I I tell them from the get-go, like we're going to include your favorite foods and we're going to make sure you understand how. And then it's really like so much mindset work and kind of teaching that, you know, explaining that if you have an ice cream or a slice of pizza or whatever that food is, what's it going to do? Like realistically, what is going to happen if you have one ice cream bar, one slice of pizza? It's not really going to affect anything. And I think like the biggest thing that most of my clients see is that when you don't allow these foods, they get put on this pedestal where you crave them so much and they just become like so tempting that by the time you are around them, you're like, oh my God, I need to eat all of it before I can't have it anymore. It's that whole 
last supper mentality where you're like, okay, I can have the ice cream today, but I'll be good tomorrow. Let me eat as much as I can today. So instead, it's a lot of reframing and reworking that mindset where instead you say, you can have the ice cream today if you want it, like see how you feel, see if you want more. And remember, if you want more tomorrow, you can have more tomorrow. And it's definitely a slow process, but I mean, it's such an eye-opening moment for so many of my clients when they figure out that they can have these foods and they can have them often and that they, they can have, you know, a bowl of ice cream or a piece of pizza and move on. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's definitely hard work on their part, but like such an amazing thing to see. So good. <laughs> yes. I love it. That's like, I feel like that's what intuitive eating principle 101 with making peace with food and how it's just that restriction fuels the binging. And so to someone who would say, and I know, you know, this is something Jen and I do often, but I would love for you to like, I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that can relate to that to say, okay, you know, Sammy, I hear what you're saying. Like, I want to eat those foods, but if I have them in the house, I'm going to eat all of it. How do you go through that with them or what would be your response mm-hmm. to them? Yeah, I mean that's so common, right? And I'm sure we've like all been there where you don't keep foods in the house because you think you go crazy. And I actually challenge most of my clients to keep those foods in the house because just kind of like I mentioned before, like if you all of a sudden let's just like change the example and make it cookies. If you decide you really want cookies at night and you don't have them, then, you know, we keep pushing off the craving. It keeps getting stronger or you go to the store to get cookies and you find yourself buying a ton of cookies. Where on the flip side, if you know that they're there, it's like, okay, eventually it becomes they're there. I can have one if I want. And you kind of learn how to manage that. So the two like big things that I tell them, um, One is I really like to teach clients like what a true craving means. And have either of you heard of this book? It's called Breaking Free from Emotional Eating. The author is Janine Roth. It's like Mm -hmm. an old book. I forgot. Not old, but I forgot what year it was from. I'm going to look it up. She comes up a lot in our podcast. I need to purchase this book. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, I feel like it honestly is from like the 90s, but... I mean, it's not a new book, but like, it's just, I just think it's so fantastic. And okay. I knew I was going to make it older than it was. It's from 2003. <laughs> but still. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Close enough. <laughs> so two concepts that she talks about that I love. Um, to paraphrase, like one is this idea of a true craving versus a buzzer. And a buzzer is something that if you, you kind of want it because of some external factor, you are scrolling through Instagram and you see a cookie that looks good. You walk past a bakery that smells really good. Your friends are talking about cookies and all of a sudden you want a cookie. That's a buzzer. Whereas a true craving is something that it's more internal. It comes on, you know, not from something you saw or smelled, but it's really something that you want that's specific that you can pinpoint that instead of being like, oh, the bakery smells good, I could get something, you're like, I very specifically want a chocolate chip cookie from Insomnia Cookies. And like, you're thinking about it for a while. Like, I try to teach them the difference between those because usually with the buzzer, once you keep scrolling on Instagram, once you walk past the bakery, it goes away because it kind of leaves just as quickly as it came on. Whereas with the true craving, 
that's not going to go away. The only way you're going to satisfy that is if you have what you're craving. So I like to teach clients like what that, how that, what that looks like, you know, how to satisfy it. And that when it is a true craving, you should really honor it. And then the other principle that she, I guess like more of a story that she talks about that I love is she basically says that like, there was one time where she told herself she was going to eat whatever she wanted, let herself have food and see how it goes. And she ended up literally eating cookies for like two weeks straight. And (laughs) she started to get worried because she was like, oh my God, like, am I ever going to eat something else? And finally, after the two weeks, she couldn't look at a cookie. All she wanted was like a fresh salad. And I love that example because it, it shows so clearly that like, if you don't let yourself have something, it might take a while to feel satisfied. But like, once you finally feel satisfied, you're going to want other foods. So you really try to like show those, those two concepts. I think they're both like super powerful. I love that. And that's that whole idea (laughs) of food habituation for anybody that's listening, right? That's exactly what you just described is, you know, have cookies for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And eventually you will look at a cookie and be like, holy shit, I don't want to eat a cookie ever again. Now, of course, we don't want to do that. We want (laughs) food to be enjoyable. But until we can truly believe like we have full permission to eat these things whenever we want, that's such an important point. So that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I feel like with that whole concept too, it's something that the, I guess to bring it back to the emotional eating aspect, I find that so many people are so confused by that term. And I think that there are some dietitians that can help with the confusion as well, where emotional eating becomes this like stigmatized, mean, bad thing. But like, I always try and tell people that like, every time you eat, it's emotional, whether you're really enjoying it, whether you're really not enjoying it, whether you're having in a happy moment, celebrating something, whatever it is. And if we could start to normalize emotional eating, you know, we would all be in such a different place. <laughs> That's so true. I can't remember. I either just put made a TikTok about this or like planned an Instagram post about this, but literally exactly that. Like, emotional eating is normal and it's okay. And sometimes food like might bring you joy and comfort and that's totally fine. Exactly. Exactly what you said. I so agree. Yes. I think another way too, I see it with clients and Sammy, I would like to hear if you see this sometimes I'll have people come in that think they are, they, they categorize themselves right as an emotional eater Mm -hmm. using air quotes for that term. But then when you get down to it, you're like, you're just not adequately fueled like we're you know we're eating like two egg whites for breakfast a salad with grilled chicken for lunch and then they call them emotion call themselves an emotional eater because then they're eating like every carb and every sweet they can find from dinner on but then once you get food in them they realize they were actually just hungry angry yeah (laughs) that's such a good point and that's like probably one of the biggest parts of it I'm so so glad you brought that up there's like restriction is the biggest thing that's going to make you like have these really strong cravings that's going to make you feel like you're an emotional eater going to make you feel like you don't have control around foods and once you like let up on that restriction you give yourself enough food you, you give yourself a variety of foods yeah you're like oh I wasn't eating because I was stressed I was actually just hungry like when you're full and satisfied you're so much less likely to eat because you're bored or binge eat or you know just eat to the point of feeling 
intervals. Such a good point. I don't know if either of you saw this, but Lauren Cadillac, who was also on our podcast a couple weeks ago or months ago, she posted something the other day. I'm going to pull it up that I thought was just so fascinating and goes right along with what we're saying here. But she basically, she said, I used to think I was just the kind of I just a rude and snippy person. Like that was just my personality. Turns out I'm actually pretty nice. I was just hungry, over-exercising and obsessed with how my body looked for half my life. (laughs) And I read that and I was like, holy shit. Like not only can I relate to that, but like I also, it's just like, there's so many people in this world that like I could, I see that with. Like they're actually not mean, they're just hungry. or restricted. Jenna, that was me in high school. It's like, I'll just say it because it's been long enough. Like (laughs) my friends and I were so bitchy in high school and it's embarrassing to look back on because like, I like believe in kindness so much now. But when I talk to my friends about it now, I'm like, you guys, we were just really hungry. Like that's the bottom line. And look, like, like there's like a small benefit you don't even realize of eating. You just makes you happier and calmer and nicer. So true, though. It really is. And now, like, when I look, I mean, if we can ever go back to gyms ever again, there are some people at the gym that I go to that I want to be like, <laughs> here, have a snack. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? It's just so crazy. I know. <laughs> yes. And I think that, that just reminds me, I mean, definitely of friends and girlfriends and whatnot, but then you think of like relationships, right? So if you ever think of a relationship that you were in, maybe with your current partner and or previous, you know, past relationships of if you were at that state of always being hungry, but then there were date nights, right? Or there were, you know, they cooked you a meal or, and those included some of those fear foods or some of those foods you restricted or you weren't air quotes allowed to have that can put a huge strain on a relationship. Do you see any of that with your clients or do you ever talk through how to navigate those situations? Oh yeah. All the time. I mean, I think even more than relationships, like on a similar scale, like, I mean, I guess not as much now, but, you know, a few months ago, it was vacations and just weekends outside of routines because those would cause so much stress to so many of my clients. The idea that you you have your routine, you know what you're eating, but all of a sudden you're going on vacation, your meals are going to be eaten out, you aren't going to be able to eat the same foods as you normally eat. And that's so sad because, like, you should be excited to go on vacation. There's so much to look forward to, like in any situation, especially a vacation, thoughts about food should not be clouding the trip and making it unenjoyable because it's supposed to be fun. So that's a big thing we talk about. And I, and that's another time where like this whole craving idea comes in, but I also really encourage clients to just like cut yourself some slack. Like remember that just for the example of something like a vacation, you're going for what reasons to relax, to spend time with your family, to explore a new culture, to hang on the beach, to read a book, like you weren't to try the new foods. There's so many reasons to go. And maybe you will end up eating differently than usual. You probably will. Like that's totally fine for the most part. You know, try to honor your cravings, try to eat in a way that's going to keep you feeling good physically. But at the same time, if you go to like this famous ice cream shop or gelato shop in Italy and you're not hungry and you're not craving ice cream, would I tell you to skip it? 
absolutely not. Like, are, when are you going to be back in Italy? So it's, it's so important to like enjoy those moments and recognize that they're special and they should be enjoyed. And it kind of goes back to what you guys were saying before about how like sometimes food can be emotional because that's just like a fun thing to enjoy. So I really try to like help them enjoy those moments. Um, I remember I had one client last year who she didn't even realize she was eating so little and was just eating a very, very strict, like, I don't even, it was just a very strict diet, the same meals every day. And it was super low calorie. And she, she didn't even realize the effect it was having on her. And like, we slowly introduced more foods. We had her eating a bigger variety. And like the biggest thing she said was she was like, I can't believe how much less like brain space food is taking. It's so nice to just not think about food all the time. Time. And I thought that was so cool because it's so true. That is needs to be the name of the episode because I think that that's something that people don't realize. <laughs> and like one of my favorite sayings is that like there's plenty of things in this world that we can be stressed about, like especially now, like what I wouldn't give to go on vacation right now. But yes. like food, food shouldn't be one of the main stressors in our lives. And for so many, it's just so common. Um, and just it's, That was a perfect answer. I want to, unless Sam, you have a question now, but I would love because in the beginning of your name is veggies. I would love to know like how, when you talk to clients about like the balance of eating and enjoying all foods, like what's your favorite way to cook veggies? I have to buy your cookbook. I'm sorry, but (laughs) give us a little sneak. (laughs) No worries at all. Give us a little sneak on like what is your favorite way to enjoy the veggies? And I mean, your page itself, when we tell everyone where to find you, has so much inspiration and ideas on here. It's very clear that satisfaction is important to you. Um, But, you know, talking about Mm -hmm. the more nutrient dense foods how do you marry those two with your clients so I mean exactly like you said I love that we're all just like so on the same page here but like my really big thing also is making it making it easy yeah we love food we want it to be enjoyable I mean easy things to vibe with but um it should be easy. Like my, the two like biggest things that I want every client to get is one that all foods can fit and two that healthy eating should be easy because bottom line, we have to eat every single day, multiple times a day, thinking about food, cooking food, wondering what to eat should not stress you out because it's, it's something you have to do all the time. So I really like to make it easy. So with veggies, I have some clients that love them. Some that are like, that is so time consuming or I don't like the taste. So I just try to make it simple and find ways that it'll work. If frozen veggies are easier to, you know, quickly make with pasta, that's great. If frozen veggies are wonderful, like let's keep it easy. If you prefer to batch cook um, at the start of the week, throw some veggies in the oven, roast them, heat them up when you're ready. Like, and then I also have some clients who really don't like veggies And we'll try to get creative. Maybe you make like your greens into a pesto. Maybe you mix like cauliflower rice with with regular rice. I don't know if if you guys saw or remember I posted the other day, like cauliflower rice is not rice, but like with regular rice, if you don't love veggies, that can be a really good option just to like get some veggies in there, add some volume. So I try to make it fun. Like I, I think I've said to every client at some point or another, I do not want you to be the girl or the boy that's 
standing in the corner munching on lettuce. Like, let's make this taste good. Let's make it easy. Let's make it fun. I love that. And I think that it's, it very much comes through in your message. It's so strong. Um, and just hearing the way you verbalize it, it's just so clear that you, what I'm hearing is that when somebody steps out of your office or virtual consultation, that their relationship with food will improve. And I'm, I'm down on your Instagram right now where you actually wrote that out, that the one thing healthier than kale that you should try every day is a healthy relationship with food. So there we go. That's a great way to put it. (laughs) And I would love to hear only because I've heard very extensively about Jenna's pregnancy cravings. So I want to know from you, Sammy, with (laughs) veggies and chocolate, like since day one of pregnancy, what has your body been asking for and how have you honored that? Oh my gosh. So, you know, what's so interesting is like when you asked about the veggies, I, um, I was going to tell you, like, I am having a serious aversion to cooked veggies. Had it in my first trimester. I'm close to my third trimester now. And I still it. like cooked vegetables are nothing. Um, so it was really interesting. Like first trimester, all my favorite foods I could not eat. I couldn't look at cooked veggies. I could not look at chocolate. I, oh my God, my husband would like make, put peanut butter in his oatmeal. And I was like, please eat that in the other room. I can't even smell it. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> um, and it's so, it's nice too. Cause like, I think pregnancy and I'm sure Jenna, you will agree. Like it's literally the ultimate test of like being able to listen to your body. Cause you're just, you have no say anymore. Your body wants the craziest things or doesn't like the craziest things. And it's so nice being able to listen and be like, all right, if this is what you need, this is what you'll get. So I've got very into salads. I know Jenna feels me on the Greek salad. <laughs> I can't um, get enough. A weeks ago, or I guess it's not a few weeks. I don't know why. It's just like so good. I got lucky that I started really craving that like in my first trimester. Um, smoothies I'm obsessed with I used to never never make smoothies I had to buy a Vitamix because like it's so worth it now that I make them every day (laughs) and literally like the things I eat the most of are bread tomatoes and cheese which I always liked but like I was never obsessed with any of them I was more like a chocolate peanut butter girl so it's it's crazy I like all I eat is cheese now but you know I'm glad I can listen to my body and like if I don't cook a veggie for the next few months of this, so be it. At least I'm eating them in some way. When I wrote a blog post about my first trimester, like cravings, the amount of women that had not announced their pregnancy yet, but that messaged me in my DMs and were like, I'm so happy to hear that eating so much cheese is normal <laughs> because yes. I guess it's just like either we didn't eat enough of it yeah. before or you need more of, I don't even think it's the calcium. I think there's something else that we are needing right now that like your body just knows. Um, and I think the way you yeah. put just so perfect that to be able to listen is a gift. Um, And that's definitely something that more people need to hear. Um, But you certainly, I was, I was the crazy pregnant person that DM'd you before I announced. And I was like, I've been, I ordered a salad at like four o'clock. Like it wasn't a buzz or a buzzer. It was a craving because three hours later, I was like, so we're ordering dinner now. (laughs) And it was like 4.30 because I can't stop. I mean, wasn't just you I got the same thing people being like oh my god I'm eating the same way like it's so nice to hear 
because I've seen people post things I'm like honestly power to them if this is them but they'll be like I'm just eating the healthiest foods I can for the sake of my baby and I'm like no I'm eating what I can when I can when I want it I had two slices of banana bread this morning and like I just you know you've got it I've I'm eating what my body tells me to and it's it's some some of it's super healthy some of it's less but it's all good it's all it's all satisfying which is what what's important I had Captain yes. Crunch this weekend it was probably the best thing I've ever oh, eaten in so long so good. <laughs> like, I was at my parents house and my dad had like the jumbo box of it and I was like no okay yes and then I poured it and I was like why have I not eaten this in 15 years like it was so oh good my God. <laughs> but Captain Crunch sounds so good. Just when you buy it, just let me know. Okay. <laughs> because it's so good. It's going to happen this week. You know, it is. <laughs> Cereal's the best. <laughs> but I think amazing. that's, that's Cereal's a really so important, important point that you guys are making. And I know I've had this conversation with the majority of my clients are women, but we work with anybody and everybody who eats food, but with specifically women who have been through pregnancy and, or have children of all ages, when we talk about intuitive eating and listen to their body, a lot of times they say that the only time they Mm -hmm. listen to their body was pregnancy. And I think it's so fascinating Mm -hmm. that it makes sense because like you said, you don't even really have an option because it's like your body clearly doesn't want these foods and it really wants these foods. But then for some reason, once we birth the child and it's just back to, you know, the one person and back in our body is just us, we turn those cues off. And Mm. I think it's really fascinating. There's a big correlation there. If I have so many women who listen to their body more during pregnancy and now that they're not pregnant, they're having trouble trusting those cues but those cues are still there. Um, and whether we're pregnant, not pregnant, had children, don't have children, like those cues are there for a reason. And even if you're not pregnant, you can have Captain Crunch, right? So I think, yes. So I think, but I think it's so, yeah, but it's so cool to hear that from you guys, because I think so many people like choose to ignore after they have a child, even though they felt those cues. Mm-hmm. So it's a really cool connection there. It's really cool. How yeah, you that's, that's super it. interesting. You're so right. Mm-hmm. It's almost like prior, women are prioritizing the baby, which I understand, but they don't prioritize themselves, um, which I can relate to. I mean, previous versions of me did not prioritize her health. Um, but that's such a cool correlation. I'm interested to hear people's feedback mm-hmm. on that. Good one. <laughs> um, yes. Well, I feel like we covered so many important things today from the concept of all foods fit, how to bring fear foods into your life. And, you know, with salmon and pregnancy cravings and listening to your body, which is a full circle here, but just to really like close it out. I mean, if there was one, we call this our nutrition tipsy, even though we're all drinking water right now, (laughs) (laughs) but if if you could really close this episode out and have our listeners take away one major thing from today about either their relationship with food or bringing food into their life, what would it be? That's such a good question. I love that. Um, I mean, I think really that all foods can fit. I know I do like a weekly Q&A on Instagram and someone asked me a few weeks ago and it just really stuck with me. They were like, if you could give your younger self 
one nutrition tip, what would it be? And that was it, um, that all foods can fit because I know it sounds simple and it sounds like not, like not a big deal, but it so is when you think about it because once you know you have unconditional permission, you can eat any food anytime, it just makes food so much less exciting. Not that food shouldn't be exciting, but it makes it, it makes it more realistic, more manageable, more like if I want a salad today, I'll have a salad. If I want pasta tomorrow, I'll have pasta tomorrow. It makes it easier. It makes it more fun. It makes it more manageable and it makes it more enjoyable, which is really what you want. So definitely that all foods can fit and there is a time and a place for everything. I love that. that. That's so good. So good. And that's like, just like Jenna had called out on your Instagram before it comes back to like the only thing healthier than nutrient dense foods is a healthier relationship with food. And, um, that's, that's that integral piece of all foods fitting. So Sammy for, I know we've already said it like 500 times on this (laughs) podcast, but for those people who are listening, um, where is the best place for them to find you? So my Instagram, of course, um, is veggies and chocolate. TikTok is also veggies and chocolate, or my website is sammybrondo.com. But all that info is on Instagram too. The best. Well, we are wishing you the happiest, healthiest, and easiest third trimester. Um, cannot wait to continue to have you inspire our food choices. And just thank you for <laughs> being on here today. I hope this opens up like a flooding amount of podcast episodes for you because you have so much great things to share and we appreciate having you here first. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun. Yay. All right. Everyone have a great day. Guys, thank you so much for listening and being here with us. I am virtually cheersing all of you. We absolutely love sipping on a cocktail with you and sharing as many nutrition tipsies as possible during this episode. We know there are a ton of pods out there and we are so appreciative of your time that you spent listening to us today. Please be sure to check out the show notes for episode details and all of our guest information. We promise to keep bringing you the best and the most knowledgeable and fun guests we possibly can. Please be sure to subscribe, like, share, and post if you enjoyed our content today. And visit us on Instagram and Facebook at Drunk Dietitians to find out what is up next for us on the pod. We absolutely love you. We appreciate you and can't wait to spend more time cheersing with you soon.